Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. This is the Runner's World Podcast. Welcome to the Runner's World Podcast with me, Rick Pearson. And me, Ben Hobson. This week, we're talking about how to be a greener runner. I think most of us accept we're now you know, in a climate crisis. And as runners, it's high time we thought a little bit about the impact our incredible sport it is also having on, on the environment. If you, you know, in the nicest way possible, be polite, but also tell race organisers and anyone who will listen, councils, all the rest, that there are, there are easy wins, which there are, and I think that will make a massive difference. Before we get into the bigger issue, Rick, any smaller smaller issues that we need to address from the weekend? Well, I think so. It was the uh, Southern uh, Cross Country Championships uh, at Parliament Hill in yep. London, uh, and it's an amazing day. Like it's an incredible exhibition of running, loads of great runners, and yeah, loads yeah. of runners of all, all shapes and sizes. But um, I think overshadowing it still is, is the fact that men are running 15k, oh, yeah. which is a long way in, in cross country. Also, yeah. yeah, and women are still only running 8k, so almost just over half. Yeah, yeah. And we know we've talked with. Um, about the Run Equal campaign before, but it, it seems yes. like we're slightly stuck in the mud, if you will, with, oh. uh, when it comes to this race. Yeah, yeah. so anyone who's not caught up on it, if you, there's, there's a couple of podcasts now that we've spoken about the Run Equal campaign, so feel free to delve into our library <laughs> and have a, have a listen. But um, yeah, it's it's still quite, you know, we Maud came on for our first podcast, which was sort of nearly well, over two years now, yeah. so it's, uh, it's an ongoing thing. But so that is important. I did see some pictures of the mud. It looked pretty sticky. Yeah, it looked like classic cross-country, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, it looked good. Um, but yeah, I think uh, a topic that we'll probably revisit again, but hopefully not. Hopefully with good news. Yeah, I hope so. I hope it's moving in, in the right direction. I think I think the majority of people really think that it's it's time to that men and women ran the same distance as they do Whatever on distance track. That may be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Well, should we get on to talk a little bit about the environment, Ben? Before we get into the green issue, Rick, I'm just going to uh, look at a letter that we received. Lovely. Um, when we always ask people to write in, which is, you know, exactly what we want, and people have. Um, it reverts back to the last podcast where we, me and Rick had a chat about parenting and running. And it's uh, we got a message back from Nick Kane, who, um, who said, Thanks for your excellent discussion last week about being a running dad. Having a four-year-old boy and a two-year-old girl myself, this is often a tug on the heartstring debate for me. Uh, Nick is 32 and he runs a few times a week and he says that uh, having kids I've kept up my normal life for the for three years but unfortunately his his wife became ill um, which you know in any of these situations it really lets you uh, calibrate yeah for sure what's important yeah. and yeah. He, he was just saying that um, he's given up most things socially but the running is still the one thing that he's kept up however during this whole time um, and he now schedules he schedules the whole thing around his family time and it allows him to do the hobby that he loves and it means he gets top quality time with himself and his family. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, so thanks for writing in Nick. It's good to get some feedback on Yeah. Uh, often a 
possibly a it's a difficult one to talk about yeah. being a parent and running and fixing everything together so it's good to hear that people have a shared experience yes i agree i agree well look let's go on ben to talk a little about how to be a greener runner we know it's like i feel like it's a really apt time to talk about this stuff um i think most of us except we're now you know, in a climate crisis, and as runners, it's high time we thought a little bit about the impact our incredible sport is also having on, on the environment. So yeah. um, Ben and I are going to try to provide some easy-to-follow advice about um, becoming a greener runner. So I'll quickly start, and this is, this is about some of the the behaviour that you can uh, partake in as a runner. So the, one of the first easy ways is, is running running to work. Yeah, the run running, commute. Exactly, running commute. Lots of people do it, but just to put it in, in context... Um, you know, it could even save you time. So it doesn't have to be this kind of, uh, you know, I'm doing this for the environment. It's actually a more practical way of getting mm. to work. 2018, uh, Strava's human sport uh, showed that it's actually quicker in the, in the cities of Aberdeen and Belfast to run to work than it is to drive. Um, and it predicts it's going to be the same in London in 2020. So actually, it's it's a pretty efficient way of getting to work as well as being um, environmental. And most importantly, the positive uh, eco effect of swapping transport for two feet is uh, of, of swapping public transport for two feet is significant. Uh, last year, UK run commuters covered uh, over 10 million miles, offsetting a potential 1.1 billion litres of CO2. And that's equivalent to keeping more than 1,300 cars off the road. So it makes a big difference. Those sorts of, I think this is it. When you tell people to run commute and they go, well, how is it going? If that train is already running... And I don't get on it. What's the difference that it makes? Yeah, because you know they'll just oh, I'll get the train when it doesn't matter. If the train will always run, and if I'm not running, but I think that you see stats like that that just changing habits. Yeah, has a huge capability to offset. Definitely, definitely these sorts of yeah, things. Huge, huge uh, figures. Um, another another thing to to try out to sort of do your best. Um, is the it's a sort of a sense of being closer to home adventures. Now, yeah. obviously, lots of people run their local races many many times, and you kind of feel like you maybe you should travel further afield to get a different a different i don't know experience yeah you know we uh, as a as an example we did the peaks relay and we've done the you know these different yeah. adventures around london as a sort of an attempt to try and bring a, showcase bring adventure home yeah exactly so i think that um you know have a look close to home for your next adventure yeah i think that's really i think that's really good advice and um as you say some of the best adventures can start at your front door and it's as much a kind of state of mind as it is a postcode or incredible scenery obviously mm. there's, there's a there's a time and a place for that and you know you and i have have traveled by plane to yeah. races um so it's not about kind of saying that's necessarily wrong but i think actually yeah that there's there's more to explore closer to your door oh nice I think that rhymed didn't it yeah it was good i'll get a jingle going um <laughs> um so I, I mentioned plogging so i'll oh, say yes. it again yeah. plogging Oh, nice. uh, yeah. So running and, and the sort of phenomenon that came around, which is that if you go for a run and you take a little a bin bag with you and you pick up some litter as you go on your route. Yeah. Um, now that is, I think, one of the most instantaneous yes. things that people that runners can do that will, has an immediate um, direct impact. And you know, if you obviously when you you've picked up all that waste, go the extra step, sort it, maybe do some recycling. Yeah. Go along that way, and I think that's where that's where sort of plogging can can have a can make a big difference. Even if you sort of just, I don't know, if you know that within a long run that you're doing, there might be. We're not asking people to do twenty miles of plogging; that yeah. would be hard work. But you know, if you know that there's a particular section that you can spend five minutes mm. doing, I think that that would make it. That's a big difference. Yeah, that's a nice way of doing it. You could say, right, for two two of these miles, I'm going to plog. Yeah, actually, I'm going to run for twelve miles, but only two of them I'm going to plog. Let's chat about racing. Yes, I think there's some easy ways that in when you do races, how you can reduce your race footprint so the first will be how you get to those races so traveling sustainably 
walking, cycling, using public transport or a lift share, which yeah. a lot of races are encouraging now. And I think a lot of races' Facebook page has these kind of car share mm-hmm. schemes. Um, That's on that note. I once ran one of my best half marathons because I walked to the start. Yeah. Now, it was local to me, so I'm not talking like a mm. vast difference, but nothing like a good walk to warm up. Yeah, I'd say preferable to sitting in a car for three hours, yeah. not moving at all. Yeah. Glutes have gone to sleep. Oh, yes. And then you start on a hill or something. Yeah. You know, so I agree. I think a little bit of gentle movement is good. a good thing. Exactly. It's a good thing. Yeah. And another one on the, possibly even at the end of a race, is the refusal of unnecessary items. Right. And we've we've touched upon this in a broader scope of things of like rejecting medals and stuff. We're not talking yeah. about that. Like it's not like a you know we're not taking a stance against these. But a lot of these a lot of these races generate a lot of waste through the fact that the goodie bags have a lot of stuff in them. Yeah, uh, the goodie bag itself, mm. these sorts of things. So if that's happening at a race, unless you're going to take it away and recycle it yourself, it's probably mm. best to leave it at the race venue because you know yeah. that it will be cared for and disposed of accordingly. Yeah, I agree. I and mean, we did a poll, didn't we, about um, uh, on Twitter was about uh, are you would you be prepared not to have a finishers T-shirt to yes. reduce the environmental amp- impact of a race? And sixty five percent of people said they would be. Yeah, of over a thousand responses. Yeah, so actually quite like, not bad se- selection. And that's I mean that's not even close, is it? It's like two thirds of people are, would be happy not to have a T-shirt. I would be among them. I think yes, there's the occasional great race t-shirt. I'm thinking maybe London Marathon race t-shirt if you're lucky enough to get in, that's like a real momentum. But lots of these race t-shirts, I think just take up room and end yeah. up end up getting thrown in the bin. I never really re-wear them. No, no. There's probably a few exceptions, but most of them are a bit, you know, just going in the back of the drawer, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the other thing that we've seen make a huge difference is actually people speaking out. Yeah. So... A lot of uh, uh, Virgin have made a huge effort to remove plastics from their races. Yeah. Um, we've we spoke previously about the the seaweed pouches to replace uh, plastic on race course to so people consume your your water via a pouch of seaweed. So we've had all of that sort of sort of those changes have come into place, and most of them have come into place because runners have made a fuss. Yeah, and they've been vocal about people being you know, more proactive towards yeah. environmental uh, changes. So if you, you know, in the nicest way possible, be polite, but also tell race organisers and anyone who will listen, councils, all the rest, mm. that there are there are easy wins, which there are. Yeah. And I think that will make a massive difference. I agree. That, that's the, the nice part of social media, isn't it? These yeah. kind of campaigns for good and they can get momentum and actually putting pressure on races in, in a sensible, mature way. Is a good thing, particularly when, when you know, the win is, is the environment, which is, is good for everyone. Yes, exactly. So, quick question yeah. to, our, to our listeners. Um, what measure are you going to take in 2020 to become a, a greener runner? For me, I actually am going to look into how I get to, to races. That'll be, so I will look at car sharing. I will be thinking about racing local as much as possible. So that's where I'm going to try and do it. How about you, Ben? Plug in. Plug in. Not really done it. Okay, we've talked about it, and we've done a few uh, group mm. like runs and around. But I just feel like it's it's such an easier thing to do. It is easy. I'm yeah. not running fast or far anywhere at the moment, so <laughs> I feel like having stopping and doing some litter picking is <laughs> it's the best thing I can do with my running at the moment. <laughs> well, let us know podcast at runnersworld.co.uk. So, need a little more inspiration. Uh, we caught up with Rima Chang, aka Tire Lady, to talk a little bit more about her challenge in which she is dragging around a massive tire. And marathons and ultramarathons, all in the name of reducing waste. Guest of the week, here in the studio. 
So, Rima, you can be spotted uh, dragging tyres behind you at, at marathons and ultramarathons. Can you tell us um, what is motivating you to do this? What is motivating me to drag my tyres in marathons? Yeah. It is it's, it's a couple of things. One is that about this challenge. Two is about uh, so the challenge of dragging um, or pulling a tyre in a 100 marathons. It started off with me um, pulling a tyre in a marathon due to um, me training to go to the North Pole. Okay. And I thought that would be the best way to um, train and enter marathons. So what happened when I when I dragged my the first time, and um, so when I, I used to actually just practice around uh, one of the parks around here, and people used to stop me and say, what are you doing? And I go, well, uh, pull an tire, you know. And uh, they say, why are you mad? I say, um, well, and I didn't really want to tell them that I was actually um, going to the North Pole at the time because I hadn't raised the funds right. yet at that point. And um, so I said, yeah, well, I'm going to enter a marathon. And they say, Is it your first marathon? I say, yes. And they say, well, don't be stupid. You know, you, you wouldn't <laughs> enter your first marathon. Anyway, but so I did. So that, that's what happened. And then, so the, the next thing I thought, well, you know, instead of telling people um, that I'm pulling a, a tire, why don't I start telling them about, um, you know, the environmental reasons hmm. and that, you know, a tire is pulling us backwards. You know, it, it, it represents waste. It, it was an old tire and it represents waste. And um, it's something that uh, um, is dragging us backwards. You know, the amount of waste that we generate is dragging us backwards. So I started to talk. Um, at uh, events later on, uh, some of the marathon events in America asked me to talk about what I was doing. And um, I started talking about waste and about how much waste we generate and um, to to actually try and say, hey, guys, I think we've got to try and stop the amount of waste we're generating because uh, it's not being recycled where you think it's being recycled. Um, as, you know, as you might be well aware that it's being recycled in China, Malaysia, and it's probably been dumped in the ocean, dumped in landfills right. as well. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's really what happened because my passion is about trash. I love talking about trash. <laughs> Do you think that runners and maybe race organisers are changing their attitude when it comes to the environment? Do you think we're becoming more aware of these issues or, or do you think it's, you know, very little has happened? No, people definitely are becoming much more aware. Uh, before 2018, I used to actually say to folks, uh, we have to actually reduce our waste. And folk would come up to me and say, you know, I, I recycle, so I'm a good person. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and nowadays, people actually understand that actually recycling isn't the answer. Uh, I know that in the UK, um, there's probably about 30 events now that, are about, that have gone coupler. So I, I've been campaigning for the event to uh, get rid of cups, reduce the amount of waste that they're generating by looking at the food that they're supplying, um, and a whole host of things, okay? And um, so so the organizations, they're aware of it. The participants themselves, uh, since 2018, they've switched on since Blue Planet 2. Right. And they have actually become a lot more switched on about the amount of plastic and where that's going to. You know, so when I used to tell people that it was going to China, um, folk didn't actually believe me. Um, but now it's it's come to the surface that that is the case. And, and now, you know, we still see our waste still heading off to Malaysia or, or Thailand. Ben and I were talking about um, how people travel to to races and, and how actually environmental gains can be made in, 
in that area. Is that a consideration for you when you go and do these marathons and ultra marathons? Do you try to take the most sustainable uh, way of getting there? Yes. So, so I'll give you an example. Uh, last year, um, Trieste, Italy, and um, Geneva, these are two events. One was a 10K event and the other was the Geneva Marathon. Right. They both asked me to be their sustainability ambassador and to talk to the participants about a waste reduction and things that can be done. And um, so they said that they would fly me in. I said, well, if I'm going to be a sustainability ambassador, I can't exactly fly in. Yeah. So how about this? I'm going to do a big, bold challenge here. I'm going to cycle to your event. So I'm going to cycle from the UK to Trieste, run in your event, and then I'm going to cycle from Trieste to Geneva and Geneva back. Right. Now, if I do this, I'd like to see a big, bold action from yourself. And um, it's been amazing, actually. Uh, Geneva's actually promised me they've got about 23,000 participants that they will go coupless this year. Um, so, yeah, I cycled. I cycled uh, 2,600 miles. Wow. Well, that's great. That is great. That is that is fantastic. And I think that that's, uh, that's the sort of stuff that we're looking for in terms of inspiration to, exactly. to change your ways. Um, yeah. Re- Rima, where, where can people go to find out more about uh, what you do and, and, and how to make a difference? Uh, so I have a, a website if they want to go there, which is um, tirelady.wordpress.com or tirelady.com if they want to go there. Great. Um, you know, I have a Twitter handle if they want to chat with me. Yep. Um, tirelady. And, um, you know, Facebook as well, Tire Lady. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I'm always happy to chat to folk and, and try to guide them. I'm part of various groups to try to help people to understand about the amount of waste. Rima, that, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. That was that was really insightful. And all the best with uh, your upcoming races and, and keep dragging that tyre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. This is the Runner's World Podcast. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities maladies, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. 
until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Well, that was very insightful from Rima. Yeah, absolutely incredible. And she's not just doing like you know, the occasional park run retire, she's doing these 100-mile races. And then cycling there as well. I know. There we go, amazing. So um, just we'll revert back to our chat. So we've covered off how we can do things better. Mm. And now it's about the, the big money makers and how they can yes. improve. Yes, Um So in 2018, 500 million pairs of running shoes were sold, approximately. I haven't counted them all, but it's about <laughs> that many. Um, and a lot of the plastics used in these shoes, it can take up to 1,000 years for these these shoes to even begin to degrade yeah. so we're talking about that's a lot of, a lot of rubbish for sure um friend of the podcast kieran alga yeah um you might we can maybe insert a little bit of his jingle here <laughs> um he's written a, fan, a great piece in the in the issue of the mag that's coming out now so um you should all go and buy that and read it but um he sort of highlights how there's been a, a shift from key players uh, nike a bit adidas more uh, and then some newer brands that have sort of taken it upon themselves to to be a bit more diligent in the environmental stakes. Um, Adidas have, have worked with Parley over the years, right, and, that, yeah. and that's made a big difference to sort of removing, uh, offsetting some of the plastic use that, that happens uh, in the manufacture of their shoes. Not all shoes, but slowly but surely they've found some new production processes. Um uh, which have allowed them to use all sorts of plastics in right. their shoes. And we saw that with the Solar Boost, actually. And it was it's kind of like a, a larger scale, which I think from this year you'll see way more from them, yeah. which is where they've just used reused plastics, yeah. um, which is great. Actually, if you visit their campus, you can see that they're, they're really they're really dedicated to this as a, as a, as a yeah. cause in the, t- in the fact that plastic is banned from the campus so they've they, i think that you know a nod to adidas because they've really sort of like put they've really made it their mission statement yeah it's like a, it's not just like a gesture they've really yeah. like decided to do it um there's some interesting stats that sort is of it, like is it is it, is it vega this other brand is it Ve- or vega vega so they're more, they're more of a fashion hmm. people will know them as the sort of white tennis shoe with a v on the side yeah yeah they bought out a running shoe called the condor yes uh last year which was um it was it's fifty three percent bio based and recycled materials used okay. in used in the shoe, you know. There it's a new running shoe, so there's not much sort of like performance based yeah. about. But in terms of like staking a claim and being a bit more like this is how we're going to do it, mm. that was a really interesting shoe to see being bought out because yeah. it's just yeah. you know. If you visit the website runnersworld.com/uk, um, we've got a whole list of ethical running brands that you can have a look at because there's some some great ones out there. Um, Things made from uh, bamboo cotton, which mm. is more of a sustainable uh, and sort of less environmentally damaging uh, grown crop kind yes. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Bamboo's got many, many uses and it's incredibly good. Uh, performance-wise, Sun-Dried as well. They're, they're a brand who make high-performance running kit when it's used from sort of recycled coffee grounds and plastic bottles okay. and things right. like that. So there are lots of brands out there who are doing good things. Everyone like Patagonia... Yeah, they're, they're, they're sort of leading the way in terms yeah. of like not just the brand, but like preserving vast landscapes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. it's, it's an interesting conundrum, isn't it? Because I think that most runners, when it comes to um, apparel, yes, absolutely right. The greener the better, and obviously, it, obviously, price is, is a consideration. But you'd never, it's not such a uh, a hard decision to do that. 
I no. think with shoes, and I'm, Kerry's coming on in a second, and he, he may have a different opinion about this, but I think that runners still care primarily about will it will it be my good performance shoe? Will it make me faster? What's it like to run in? As opposed to, and then it's a bonus if it has good environmental creds. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but that's the same with all performance. I guess you kind of like want to put it down to you're going to have to put put a note in your head. You're going to have to factor in what you want to achieve most. Yes, that's true. So yeah. if you're sort of are if you're hard and fast set on a PB time, mm. then yeah, maybe the you want the the shoe that will do that for you. Yeah. If you're kind of like either done with your PB chasing, yes, or it's not really your thing, and you just want to feel better about what you're doing and then you'll just get you know then you know have a little have a little dig do some research and find the shoe that you feel is is making less of an impact yeah yeah and you never know when you feel better about all these things rick you might run better that's the hope that's, so maybe you'll get that pb that's anyway that's the grand hope yeah exactly well should we invite kerry in yes let's do it his fingers on a button his ears to the ground He's done a bit of Googling and he's had a nose around. He's a detective wearing running shoes. Carrie McCarthy and his weekly running news. Kerry, welcome back to the podcast. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, everyone listening as well. Um, I've got a few things to, to rattle through this week. Uh, firstly... If you are a fan of Marshalls and you're one of those people who, as our columnist Paul Tonkinson likes to do, shouts, thank you, Marshall, <laughs> every time you go around the corner, next time you're doing a race, just kind of have a little look at them and see if you think they look competent or not. <laughs> Last week at the Gloucester Marathon, Marshall sent a handful of runners the wrong way. Uh, the leaders, in fact, which, you know, hmm. you can't get any more disastrous than that. Uh, they there was a section of the course where people had to do three loops of it, and the marshals sent the first X number of people to do four loops of it, which meant the guys in first and second ended up actually coming in fourth and fifth. Oh. So yeah, you'd be pretty gutted at that, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. It is. Uh, the race director afterwards said that they'd hired an external company, and oh. you know it was basically yep. kind of. This I would be tempted to do yourself. the same thing, sort of buck passing. It's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, nothing yeah. to do with me, Governor. <laughs> it was like, you know, it was a third party. And yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently those people turned up uh, an hour late and shorthanded and it right. was all a bit of a disaster. But once they realised, they obviously amended the results. But that it kind of takes a little bit away, doesn't it, from the, yeah, the feeling yeah. of crossing the line first? So uh, you got to feel for them. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Bloody marshals, eh? <laughs> Sorry if you're a marshal. We love you. On to the coronavirus, which is, you know, is something that's dominating the news at the moment and it's made its way into athletics uh, in as much as the World Indoor Athletics Championships are supposed to be taking place in March in China. So obviously now that is under review. Mm. Um, I would imagine there aren't going to be too many people travelling out there, but if you were thinking about going out there, if you're an athletics nut, I would just keep an eye on that. The Asian Indoor Championships, which are taking place, I think, well, were supposed to take place 12th and 13th of February, have already been cancelled, so... I would imagine they will adopt their better-to-be-safe-than-sorry approach and yeah. bin that on this occasion. And thirdly, uh, shoes and stuff. I was listening with interest to your, well, yeah, we've got, your chat we've, before we've got a, I came on. a two-pronged approach to shoes today. So we've got okay. the news that Jake Whiteman broke the British 1,000-metre indoor record. Yeah. And he was sporting a pair of the New Balance... Your, 
Ah, uh, the fifty-two eighty. The fifty-two eighty. The, yeah. the shoes specifically uh, designed for. I think the mile specifically. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the remit. They're a mile shoe, yeah, that shoe that and is, that is how it was marketed. And, the, yes. and, there, and uh, they had great success at the Westminster Mile. So with two wins now for this shoe, it immediately triggered a conversation about oh, perhaps this is the new shoe hmm. for the short distance races versus how Vaporflies have dominated longer distance. And then that. Uh, it's twofold. So you suddenly start talking about these shoes and how, like, oh, this one shoe is now perfect for this distance and this shoe is perfect for this. And it kind of puts the athlete on... Do you think it detracts a little yeah. from the the pure athletic achievement? Yeah, a little bit. Well, i tell you what, it has a different effect to me because, you know, I'm attempting this mile. You just record, want some. So I just want a pair. I'm like, these sound great. This is what I need. This is, Fine. This is, this is what Hint I need. taken. I'll call some in for you. <laughs> this is what I need. Uh, no, I, think, I actually think that in some ways... It's great that another brand have got a shoe that people are talking about, isn't it? Because, yeah, Nike have, have dominated the kind of performance conversation, I guess, for the last, what, two years, probably, when yeah. it comes to the vape price, actually. Yeah, a bit of a spotlight on this shoe. Sounds good. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big runner, but I'm too heavy to wear these New Balance 5280 shoes, for example, for the mile. Mm. So if I were to stick them on... Uh, you know, it, it would be effectively meaningless for me because, you know, there's probably hmm. three, four kilos I can use, a lot more mileage I can do, yeah. better things I can eat. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it, but what I do think is good about that particular shoe is that New Balance have a, a kind of focused on an area that has been a little bit abandoned over yeah, the years. Agree. You know? Yeah, agree. Maybe that's biased as a Brit because obviously we used to rule the world in that distance, but it's, you know, it's it's a great distance. It's hard just because it's 1,600 metres or so. Um, you it still requires a lot of training to kind of max out on that. Definitely, so yeah. you know th- there are a lot of marathon running shoes out there, and, and you yeah. know mar- And then, as we've discussed in the podcast before, the marathon has kind of become a bit man. Everyone's doing ultras. It's like I think it's lovely to see a brand going. Actually, what about the short distances? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Well, just to put Jake's performance into into sort of real terms, that like so he ran a thousand meters in in two minutes and 17 seconds it's a good, kilo- it's a good kilometer isn't it right. I mean, it was tolerable yeah <laughs> tolerable. so if we t- break that into 100 i mean my math is going to be absolutely abysmal on this but what's that like a 13 second 100 meters it's, it's something like it's something like that isn't it so just that yeah. in itself suddenly the reality that's that would be absolutely flat out yeah no yeah and i right. don't know if yeah. i could do <laughs> i don't know if i'd make it <laughs> yeah it's uh it's amazing it's absolutely amazing isn't it yeah. You're right it's absolutely flat out Yep. It's not like that's and, so and, and you, you, you're dying. Sprint. Probably you might you might get close to 200 meters of that pace. Maybe you might. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Kerry. Thank you so much again for imparting vast amounts of knowledge. <laughs> well, vast amounts of something. Anyway, see you next time. <laughs> Thanks. So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. A big thanks to our guests Rima Chang and to you, of course, for listening. The Runners World podcast was recorded at Number 8 Studios in Soho and is available on Acast, iTunes and all your favourite podcast apps. If you've enjoyed the episode, please give us a review and we will see you again next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.